Hello, everyone. It's been seven months, dear listeners, since we were last metaphorically gathered together around our televisions, watching the hot mess unfold as Peter the Pilot's mom, Barb, begged him through snotty tears not to let her go. Little did we know that 2020 would be a hotter mess than Barb. We can all agree that COVID sucks. It blows on all levels, including commandeering the production of our favorite reality dating show. But it's Tom Fullery didn't pass over Bachelor Nation, no sir. When our host Chris Harrison's limo pulls into the fancy schmancy resort in Palm Springs and smoothly waltzes to your bungalow door to deliver the invigorating news that you are COVID-free, all is right with the world. Dating is allowed. Kissing is encouraged. Hugs are abundant. Some guy in Austin and I are thrilled to be back discussing the inaugural moments of Claire's allegedly short journey to find love. In this episode, we discuss the proper etiquette of exiting a big plastic sweaty ball. We wonder if men's capri pants are trending in California. And we debate the effects of perfectly folded origami animals. And yes, even though I didn't want to, we address the abysmal state of our host's quaff. And if high hair Kenny or Blake sold him some hybrid paste during quarantine. In case you're wondering, I'm doing okay. As long as I continue to get lost in Chris Harrison's eyes, it doesn't really matter what his hair is doing, right? Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 184 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And finally, after seven whole months, we are able to talk about the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. Exciting day, exciting stuff, big premiere, two hours, Claire's back. What do you think? Um, I actually enjoyed the premiere <gasps> in a way too. that I haven't enjoyed a premiere in a long time. Um, I thought it moved along quite well, except for the first 20 minutes where we were yeah. getting COVID tests and establishing the new location and all that. That was a little um, overdone, right. I thought. <laughs> um, but I did... I, I turned to miss some guy cause she's interested in it too. Uh, now that she's, um, her boycott's over, I guess. But I was like, can you imagine sitting in that little La Quinta room for two weeks waiting <laughs> for a test? Mm-mm. And apparently I was really impressed that Harrison apparently delivers the results in person. Isn't that wonderful? Might be worth the two week wait. Um, <laughs> in you know? my world. Yes. Yes, it yeah. would be. Um, I've got news for you. You huh. are 100%. <laughs> COVID free. <laughs> and Proceed then that... <laughs> with making a fool out of yourself on national TV. Congratulations. And then that one guy goes and jumps in the pool. You're like, ah, ah, nope, nope. You got to go again. And the pool was yeah. off limits. I'm sorry, mister. Yeah, um, so I don't know. I mean, you have to think that they were some, they were kind of locked in the resort. I would think, you know, I'm sure they didn't have free reign. No. Uh, that would have been excruciating. Yes. And they did it, which explains why several of them looked awfully uncomfortable and mad and frustrated yeah. at the end yeah. when they essentially say, Claire's gone. She is left with some guy. And they all are 
very upset at this news, but it's yes. it's never happened in Bachelor history, so I'm very excited for it to happen. Yeah. And once again, I'm just wondering how many episodes we have with her because if you look at season highlights from this, you know, Claire's season, it looks like there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um and keep in mind that there's no travel, so maybe they fit all this stuff in Oh, I did not keep that in mind. That is a very good point. Yeah, so it's it's not like there's some protracted filming schedule. They can do 10 dates a day if they want, I would think. Right. I mean, the the rose ceremony, it was, you know, we've gone from like them pretending it's still nighttime when they do that to now it's just, it's like (laughs) noon and lunch is arriving. And they're like, hey, before you guys grab any stuff from craft services, um, let's get get this rose ceremony out of the way. Oh my gosh, (laughs) they have to be so tired Can you imagine i couldn't I do imagine, it yeah drinking they're drinking um and i just i can't imagine drink even if it's two drinks or whatever they're you know allowed fake, an hour fake, yeah. fake limit is uh-huh. um you know even the, they've got to be there for let's just assume they start filming uh at what dusk so it's sure. you know whatever 6 30 7 30 at night and uh depending on what time of year they're filming and they go for probably 12 13 hours it's crazy mm-hmm I couldn't do it. I would no. be like, who was it that slept all the time? And I, that was the Platinum Vagine girl. I would be her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be that guy that passed out at Ashley's party. <laughs> I don't even think I spent, you know, 12 hours with um, Mrs. Some Guy the first time. I was like, all right, you know, look, first date. Good Check. night. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we tried to get some sort of timeline, and I think ABC did a decent job, and maybe I was just trying to make it too hard, but what I had heard in the rumor mill was different from what ABC presented, which, of course, that's fine with me. I don't care, but it... I thought that there was a lot more going on with Claire during quarantine. Now, obviously, I don't think ABC is going to offer that up as something that happened. You know how we speculated that she saw the list of guys and she demanded older ones and there were too many young ones. And and sometimes someone said somewhere that she and Dale had been talking before they actually got to the resort during quarantine. And so that I have no idea if any of that happened. So I kept trying to puzzle that together and I've just decided I don't care enough to puzzle it together Mm -hmm. anymore. So ABC did show us that she was about to go and then it was quarantine, just like everybody was quarantining. And then they decide, okay, we're all going to ship everybody together. Like you said, we're going to quarantine by ourselves for two whole weeks and I guess everybody got to bring their dog. I don't know. They, all these dogs <laughs> were there. And then um, finally, as you say, Harrison says we're COVID-free. Then they try to pretend they're at the mansion and, and make the La Quinta Resort look like it has freshly sprayed asphalt. And they bring in something that resembles a, a fountain and all of these flowers. And Claire's ready to go in her busted up mirror ball dress. Yeah, and then we start meeting the guys and here they come. And we had a lot of Claire's very passionate. Claire is very uh, girl power. I'm not going to let anyone run all over me. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to ask the hard questions. Um, Do you think that played out at all? Or she's just woefully inept at that? I I have have an opinion on that. 
Well, what is your opinion on that? Thank you for asking, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> I just thought she did a very poor job. I mean, the, the the most classic moment, and I want to break this down in detail. We're not there yet. Was was when what's the guy's name? Dale. Yeah. He gets out of the limo, and she says, "I I, I think I just met my husband." Harrison comes out like, "Huh?" You know, like, <laughs> "I thought you just said, you know, you met your husband." The craziest thing happened in the control booth, Claire. Um, one of the producers. Uh, threw off his headphones and told me that you said, I think I just met my husband and you know, I'm just kind of coming out here to see, you know, was that really what you said? And the look on Harrison face was classic. I could see, you know, papers being shuffled in the control booth. You know, <laughs> I mean, she went off the reservation at that moment. And, um, it was, if it wasn't set up that way, it was great TV. I loved it. <laughs> but, we- but she also, she allowed herself to be pushed around a little bit. I thought, um, Really? I did not think that. I don't know. It just, she, she was clearly just set on a path and then Dale shows up and she's just enamored with the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and let's just assume that it's the first time she met him and talked to him, whatever. That is a completely irrational decision under those circumstances. (laughs) You know, you don't just blurt out. I met my husband. You think, okay, I'm interested in that guy. He's the first guy I'm going to talk to. He's going to get the first impression Mm -hmm. rose. But you don't play your hand right away. Oh, I remember the first time you met Mrs. Some Guy and you called me and you said, I've met my wife. <laughs> Did you, well, you know what? I, I'll, I'll go with that. She looks like that. Diane Lane and I'm yeah. going to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's not what she said. Um, <laughs> I know. She called me too and said, eh, yeah. it's all right. <laughs> I had a lot of pergola pull-ups to do to get in shape for that wedding. So, deli um, meat. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so that was. Funny. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far ahead of the timeline. But uh, I thought, you know, I, I think she came out with a plan, and I think it's like Mike Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. And I thought that the <laughs> the Dale thing threw a curve, and mm-hmm. I, you know, we'll see what happens. But to your point, it was sold like. She meets this guy. She says, I'm done. And then everything else is off. But apparently she goes down the path with a few of these guys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if for the first time in Bachelorette history, there's an attempt to unionize and strike. <laughs> and, and apparently their demands are met because they bring in some fresh, young, you know, attractive woman. You know, How about this, guys? You know, we got we got a young one. That's my favorite. What if 15 of us just get up and walk out? Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, we probably got 15 more waiting. Um, Bye. Yeah, see ya. We're not going to, we're going to get you one bus. I mean, we're not getting you a limo, but, uh, you know, make sure you get all your stuff. The Laquita Resort and Shuttle will take you straight to the airport. That's right. But, you know, I remember, you know, Laquita used to be like Hyundai, right? I mean, it was just kind of this crappy hotel chain that whatever. And apparently they've they've upped the brand. Uh, that looked like a nice place to be. Yeah. Uh, it was part yeah. of the Waldorf Astoria, it said. Yeah. Fancy schmancy. I agree with you about how that moment wobbled, Claire, when Dale came out. And, oh, I just met my husband and I'm shaking. And I, I, I agree with that. However, I do think that she... What's what's different about Claire, obviously, is her age. There's some maturity behind her words and her actions. I also think she wants to be pursued. So there's this this strange push-pull between, I want 
the the guy to come up and sweep me off my feet. But at the same time, I'm strong and independent and I can do things on my own. But at the same time, I would like for you to approach me. But at the same time, I can come up to you and tell you exactly how I feel about you. There's that weird push pull that I think is very natural in her position as a bachelorette. That's what I was talking about. I think I think that she she perceives herself one way and she's attempting to act that way. But I think uh, deep down, and I don't want to use this word because I think it's a little unfair, but I sense desperation. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like she decided that her husband was definitely there and the first guy uh, she was attracted to, she was going to make it happen, come hell or high water. She's 39 now. We heard we heard a lot about that too. Yeah, didn't we, we did. Mm-hmm. Very sensitive about her age. Uh, and apparently some, some of the previews, mm-mm, apparently mm-mm. so are the guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it, and that's, that's part of it as well. Very passionate. They showed the same clip. I want to say five times. I think we counted five times where she said, you want to know why I'm the oldest bachelor? Because I've never settled for men like that. Yeah. They showed it five times. So that's going to be very big, very big moment. They are also the moment where they said, apparently, hey, Claire has left or Claire is leaving and she tells the group, I'm not I'm not going to apologize apologize for love. love. I will not. And that's interesting to me. Did you also see that there is a shot of her and Dale in bed? Yes, and she's she's canoodling. Canoodling. Um, Yes, and he's shirtless. So So that's uh, usually what? Way far down the line. Surely we're not gonna see five weeks of Claire before maybe maybe she pulls a Caitlin. Maybe she does. Yeah. Well she she pulled a a Claire when she got drunk (laughs) in the ocean and banged a Spanish guy last time, remember? She's got it. It's not like uh, not like it's hard to get her in that position, apparently. And, you know, I don't want to besmirch the bachelorette's reputation. But uh, the irony of the whole thing is that the reason she's the oldest bachelorette is not because she hasn't settled for guys like that is because she's been attracted to guys like that. You know, she's dated the wrong people, obviously. And there there is something very, I think, um, tragic about her. I I don't want to overstate it, but but you can tell she's made Mm -hmm. a lot of mistakes with men. Um, and maybe she's just not prepared. You know, maybe, maybe she just decided, you know, look, the first dude that comes out and I'm attracted to, I'm going to just go all in. Um, well, again, rational decision. Yeah. She's also feeling very empowered because she gets to quote unquote, make the decisions. Now, of course the other guy has to like her too, and it has to all work out, yada, yada. But she is in the driver's seat now because (laughs) she was you know, one of Juan Pablo's people and he had to pick her and she got second place. And then she went to Bachelor in Paradise and got her heart broken and left. And then she went to Bachelor in Paradise again and got her heart broken and left. And then they didn't even show Winter Games where she got engaged to that French Canadian guy on the after Bachelor in Paradise, what I mean, Bachelor Winter Games, whatever. And now here she is in the driver's seat, and I think that's supposed to be her whole I am woman, hear me roar thing. Yeah. But you are completely correct when you say there is a tragic undertone to her life, and I think it has to do with her dad passing away at such a young age and giving her a DVD to watch before she gets married. That has to be heartbreaking. Of course, the dad didn't know, but still heartbreaking. And then to have a mom in... Um, a memory care facility is yeah. hard. No, I know terrible. this from experience yeah. and that in the middle of a quarantine. So she's had a lot of punches yeah. and I think she's coming out a little bit 
fiery to prove you yeah. can't get me down. But at the same time, let's give her a little credit. I, I always thought Claire was, um, albeit maybe a poor at making decisions. She's, she's a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always tell the way Harrison deals with them yep. if he truly likes him or not. And it's clear that Harrison yep. likes her. Yep. You know, she's probably uh, neurotic um, with the staff and with, you know, make hair and makeup and all that stuff. But apparently um, she was a good pick. Let's talk about the icebreakers. I have a list here, quite a few of the Chach Parade, as we like to call it. Yes. I'm going to say, <laughs> yes. Hey, before, before we do that, um, were you aware that COVID-19 has created a fabric shortage for shark skin suits? <laughs> I mean, the tall guy. <laughs> Did you see those pants? <laughs> His culottes. And he wasn't the only one. I know lots of capris and Is lots that a of. Thing now? I don't know. I don't know. I did hear from uh, Connie, who is our the one who tells us about the youths and what the youths are doing these days. She said earrings are back. Male earrings, earrings are back. Lots wow. of earrings. Lots and lots of earrings are a big deal. No one knew about the capri pants for men, but it's concerning how many of them have had them usually it's one or two but i would i would say a third of them had on capri pants last night and And, like slippery uh, loafer slippers slipper looking loafers nobody had socks on nobody um and then i tried to get a look at bennett uh, because i was trying to figure out what a belgian loafer is remember he's the one that (laughs) the wealth manager with the scarf um, yeah he went to harvard i don't know if you knew that yeah, well, and everyone's apparently impressed by that. Maybe you know the answer to this hmm. coming from East Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, is it ever proper to wear socks at all with Belgian loafers? I have no idea. Right, maybe you Connie think somebody knows. from East Texas knows that? Are well, you that, kidding that's, me? That's why I, was, I know. That's why. <laughs> no, I Do have no Do they sell clue. Belgian loafers within a 300-mile radius of where you grew up? No. You had to go to Dallas to get to the Gap, my friend. <laughs> I have a buddy of mine from uh, West Texas and uh, uh, a bunch of friends out there, actually. And uh, my friend Leslie told me, um, she says, uh, you know, we go to the mall. We make it a whole day because we got to drive all the way to Lubbock to go. (laughs) (laughs) That was us. I know. Back to school clothes. It was a day long thing because we would drive to Dallas. And I remember the first time I went in a gap and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and I bought everything maroon, navy, and forest green. It's a big year for me. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. I love those pants. Man, I love those pants. They were not capri pants. They hit my ankle. And I wore them with my Colhan loafers with Very nice. a tassel. All right. Very nice. Here we go. Icebreakers. These, yes. I'm going to tell you the icebreaker. And I want. I would like for you to react on okay. what you how you feel like it landed or if it was good or if it could have been better etc okay uh tyler c we'll talk okay. about him a little bit later what he did he is that pull- Minnie mcconaughey Minnie mcconaughey absolutely it's him he pulls up in a station wagon with everything that he owns allegedly in this station wagon because he packed up his life because claire is worth it um now, I see Tyler C. is a lawyer from Morgantown, West Virginia. Right. Um, so I have a hard time believing that, A, that was his station wagon. He drove all the way from West Virginia. If, if we, to if California, we, yeah. I thought 
you know, what would have been appropriate is while he was saying that they did the graphic, like the fake, you know, the giant car where they, you know, like where they do the airplane. Yes, where they do the airplane because we won't have that this year. Yeah. And um, I think telling a woman that you drove your station wagon from West Virginia with everything you own in it, um, mm. probably not the way to impress her. Um, but again, as we always say, some of these guys are put up to this and mm. uh, he clearly took the bait. He did. Uh, I would say... You know, look, the job, the accent, uh, he was a little um, shorter in stature. I did notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the job, the accent, um, and he was a good good enough looking guy to not do that. So I thought it was weak. I did too. Especially whenever the very next person to arrive is Bennett in a white Rolls Royce. Yeah. Uh, I like the way the guys are looking out the window. They're like, <laughs> did he bring his Rolls Royce? <laughs> How did he get a car? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you guys actually believe? Anyway, so that was cheesy, too. It reminded me of that Kalen guy that came in from the helicopter. Yes, yes. Wasn't real impressed with Bennett. He clearly is more impressed with himself than um, anybody else there. Uh, He seemed um, harmless to me, though. I expected him to be a little alpha type A, but he seemed a little harmless to me at the end. But I thought, you know, look, the tux and the scarf cl- clearly made an impression. <laughs> um, I'm just not sure it was the right one. But he did get a rose, correct? He did. Absolutely he did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, works, it works. I think he's. I think he, he did that strategically where he drives up in his Rolls Royce and he's in the tuxedo. Only one in a tuxedo. He's uh, drinking a martini and he's got a scarf and his bare ankles. I think he's just putting out a vibe of... I'm going to sit back and let people look at me on night one. Cause he knew I've got this with my rolls and my scarf and my martini. So I bet you in coming episodes, if we get that far, he's going to have some words and he's going to annoy the crap out of people. If I had to guess. Yeah. I mean, he's, once he takes the scarf off, you know, <laughs> he's just some other dude and um, Belgian loafers or not, he's going to have to earn some, Mm-hmm. some respect around the house. And I don't think that's a way to do it. I think, you know, they, every guy that does a stupid walk in, uh, if your personality isn't strong enough to kind of work around that, um, I think you start one step back because all true. the other guys think you're an idiot. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, Ed is the next one. Ed is the oily bohunk who yes. was Miami vice. And he, he looks exactly like what you would think. Um, a Godfather movie character who gets shot. He arrives in one of those plastic bubbles. Yeah. Um, mm, good how for he got How he exited the plastic bubble was mm-hmm. unfortunate with all capital letters. Yeah. I mean, you might want to come out head first. I thought so too. But then that yeah. looks like a baby being born. So he came out feet first and then crotch. We didn't need to see the crotch. We saw it twice because he got in it twice. Why? Yeah. I believe Ed also had um, shark skin on with um, mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. uh, ankle exposure. Yes, he did. Um, he anyways. was very sweaty too. Ed well, Ed had he the sweat. Hot in Palm Springs in the summer. How hot that plastic ball was, and God knows how long he was in it. Have you ever been in one of those things? No. It's disgusting. Why are you in one of those things? I tried out tried it out one time, and then um, where then where are well, you? Got, all right. So I got drunk at the rodeo. Uh-huh. Okay. See, now it all makes sense. Yeah. And they had one. Oh my and gosh, uh, I said, well, you know, me. I'm going to do it. And so I put it on and you're literally in there for about 20 seconds. And then the, the sides of it start to steam up. Oh my 
because there's no ventilation oh, in there. It's, it's totally disgusting. Um, so I, when he hugged her after he got out of that thing, wow. you know he was, you know, just full yuck, sweat. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Here's my question. Yes. You're, you're in the plastic ball. Mm-hmm. Did you crawl in head first? Um, I believe someone assisted me in getting in there. There was okay. a, there was a, um, a, you know, like a teenager working the okay. booth and you paid like $3 for two minutes or something. And they just put you, it was like bumper cars. You know, they oh, put you so you're slamming against other people's yeah, balls. There's, a lot of, there's other drunk idiots, uh, in, in these things. And you're just bumping around in, the, in a little cage for two minutes. And by the way, two minutes doesn't sound like it's a long time. Yeah. Try being drunk and, and being smacked around a, <laughs> How many people do you think puked in those plastic balls? I don't want to think about that. Mine did not smell like puke, and that's all I cared about. Oh, gross. That's so disgusting. Oh, my gosh. He thought it was going to be great, and I don't even remember his purpose. Like, COVID reasons or something? I don't know, but it it was unfortunate. It's a bubble. He said he was in a bubble, and and he he was protecting her or something. Okay. Yeah. Next, we have Chasen, who walked up in head-to-toe knight in shining armor, armor, and then took every single teeny tiny piece off before he had a conversation with her. Yeah. I was glad to see that he didn't wear that into the, I thought, this guy's going to wear it all night, and it's going to become a thing. Um, so I was glad to see that he did take it off. Um, okay. Yeah, stupid, stupid, but not ineffective. Okay, let's talk about stupid, stupid. Jay, the dude who came in a straight jacket and kept and it, it on yeah. the mm-hmm. entire night. Yeah, I was surprised he got a rose. Me too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're going to put the straight jacket on, put the straight jacket on. I mean, he it, he didn't really have it on. Uh-uh. You think, mm-hmm. he, uh, you think he ever used the restroom the whole night? How'd that work? The ABC intern. Yeah, I guess you'd have to take it off and then physically put it back on. Nope, or maybe nope. ABC intern could <laughs> maybe assist thought. you. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great if he would have like come up to Claire, like <laughs> mid party, be like, hey, I need your help. You know how you do with your friend in her wedding dress when she has to go to the bathroom? Can you please um, help me? No, oh. I'm not aware of that, but I, I do imagine that yeah, would be. Yeah, no a... guy ever is. Every bridesmaid yeah. has always held up the freaking poofy dress for the bride to yeah. go to the bathroom. Listen, I'm, you're walking around in rented shoes that are so uncomfortable in a, in a polyester suit uh, at a wedding, <laughs> if, if it's a formal wedding. It's the, the most uncomfortable thing you've ever worn is somebody else's tuxedo. So I don't want to hear about the poofy dress that costs, you know, three grand or whatever it is. You I don't want to hear about how you rented a tuxedo for $100 and I just spent 550 on every tiny little mm. thing I had to do for the bride. Yeah. Fair Lawyered. Enough. Yeah. Well, How listen, many weddings have you been in? Uh, a lot, but you, you went to, um, you came to my wedding and I was jeans and a, I wore mm-hmm. jeans and boots and a, a, a blazer and a pearl snap shirt. It was mm-hmm. very comfortable. It was very comfortable. That was mm-hmm. great. I wore boots too. You did. Everybody wore boots I there. Know. I think Except my, my cousins from New York, um, <laughs> did not wear boots and that, that's okay. That's um, okay. They don't have boots to wear and I would prefer them to wear their normal footwear versus looking dorky in a boot. Right. Or maybe a Belgian loafer. I bet they had on Belgian loafers. Do you remember yeah. if they wore socks? Um, I think socks were included. I, th- okay. I think they were right. part of the deal. All right. That let's was on talk, the invite. Let's talk about Zach J. Now you're okay. thinking who? Right. He was the one who, in the bio that we talked about last week, he's the one that I claim is 
borderline stalker for Claire because he says, I came here to meet you. I've loved you since Juan Pablo's season. I was very excited. And he gets down on one knee and he has a ring box and he opens it up and mm-hmm. there's a fart noise. Yeah, it was it was a um, what? somebody bending over and it made Mooning. like a whoopee cushion noise. Yeah, that's and he apparently they were oh. cut. They cut to him. He apparently showed that to everybody in the house too. Yeah. He's pretty impressed with that. Yeah, um, he's 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 a weird one. I think he's yeah. got um, a little string of crazy in him. He's from Utah, which um, you know I don't. I'm not judging anyone from Utah, but um, you know that's a lot of air out there, and um, maybe he's just socially awkward or something. I hope so. I hope so. Because I, I just don't, I, I don't want him to be, I don't want a stalker. I don't want the drama of a stalker and him saying everybody's not there for the right reasons. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Mike. Mike was the guy who gave her bedazzled flip-flops to wear later in the night. I thought that Thoughtful. was kind of good. Thoughtful. Yep. I thought that was something that she could use and wasn't so dorky, but yet she remembered him. However, he didn't get a rose. That's fine. Yeah. We have Joe, the anesthesiologist, who... Poor Joe. Poor Joe. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> I thought it was smart what he did with the stethoscope, labor of love, something about labor of love. And that was his way of saying, I'm a doctor without going, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Right? I guess he was just, he seemed a little socially awkward to me. Okay. Um, which is, you know, I think a understandable because he's an anesthesiologist. I mean, his patients don't really talk to him, you know, uh, he just, you know, Hey, there's going to be a little, uh, a little thing go over your face. I'm going to count backwards from five and that's pretty much it. So Joe may need a little practice. I felt like the origami was kind of fun, but that was weird. good. That was good. I, look, let's see. Have you ever been knocked off your feet um, <laughs> by origami? I mean, have you, have you just said, wow, mm. I've never seen a goose uh, folded so crisply. <laughs> and I really want to get to know the guy who made this. <laughs> no, but I've been bowled over by an elephant made of towels. Wow. I, uh-huh. well, okay. See, that, that, that to me is, is more impressive than that's origami right. for some reason. But um, wow. Yeah, that's I was in Mexico, that. and when I came back to the room, the towels were an elephant on the bed, and I thought, that is impressive. Um, I know a, a, a bar trick um, that, that um, I've since retired. I can make something very filthy out of a towel. Um <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to put music all through that and we'll let yeah. people's imagination get there. Okay, we have Kenny. Now you're going to think, oh, that's hybrid paste guy. It's not. It's the other one. Kenny had the t-shirt of her dogs. By the way, brilliant. I thought so too, because yes. guess what? Kenny did not get to talk to her that night. And so Kenny says... The only thing I've got going for me is the guy with the dog t-shirt. And yeah. he got through. I thought he was nope. smart. Genius. Mm-hmm. And I, whether he thought of that or not, he was smart enough to wear it. And mm-hmm. it got him noticed. And I, I, I said to Miss Some Guy, he's going to get a rose just for the t-shirt. And sure enough, he did. I think that's awesome. I I wanted him to be the hybrid pace guy, but he wasn't. I don't know if hybrid pace guy has a personality because we didn't see him much. That's the other Blake, not mm-hmm. the bearded Blake, but the other Blake. 
But man, I kept thinking Kenny was hybrid paced and he's just not. So I think both received a rose. We're gonna have to do a little bit of sleuthing. I believe one has a bunch of tattoos that could possibly be visible that will help us learn who is who. We'll distinguish them. And I think you and knowing you will come up with some sort of a nickname for both of them that will, um, that will solve our problem. Yeah. Kenny high hair is what I was calling him last night. Jordan is the guy who had glasses. He is the one who brought popcorn. Mm. I didn't know about Very innocuous. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was, Hey, are you hungry? But then Right before him, Yosef shows up mm. with moon pies, and then he... And Easy, Easy <laughs> apparently had never seen a moon pie. And wanted to eat the moon pie, and Yosef got mad. Yeah. And, and then... Easy's... Uh, what do you think of Easy's uh, getup? The, the pink suit? Um, you know, I... With the gray suede shoes that were, were kind of boots or something, and yes. the pants were over the boots. and yes. I will allow it, and here is why. I think, yeah, I know. I think that was a smart way for him to stand out as well. Uh, There was a guy in sort of a violety maroon suit, which, uh uh-oh. But I think the pink, I think Easy's got a personality that everyone's going to love and lean into, and he's the fun-loving guy who's going to either break the moment or say the funny thing when it needs to be said. He did say... I thought this was a cocktail party, not a potluck, because yeah, that that's when funny. Jordan yeah. walks in with a popcorn and Yosef's not giving anybody his moon pies. He's <laughs> yeah. not handing them out. So that was kind of funny because you probably know all they had was deli meat to eat there and Easy's yeah. and drinking. And Easy was probably like, hey, popcorn yeah, would like help to, right now. I'll tell you that um, I, I totally agree with you. Easy. Uh, if anyone in that group could pull off a bright pink suit, it yes. was easy. So mm-hmm. I agree. He, it clearly has a um, a very loquacious uh, personality, yes. and uh, he's he's going to be one of the guys that is either uh, in the mix of things, or he's just one of those guys that everybody likes, and they're Absolutely. all set to go. Yeah. And he played for A and M, and so I have a lot of Aggies in my life, and everyone who knows him says that he's just a great fun-loving guy. So that kind of made me think, oh, good. She's not going to pick him by any means, but he's going to at least make it fun and entertaining and have these one-liners that we so desperately need during clear season. Yeah, I like him. We also have Jason. Now, Jason is one that I was, I I had in my top, and he shows up pretending to be pregnant. And I thought he lost all the weight. He did. He lost all the weight. That's what I thought where he was going with that. But he He wasn't. Right. And it fell like a lead balloon. And I thought, Jason, what are you doing? Well, then he has to explain it to Claire even. He says, remember how you walked up your first time? Um, And then they flash back to Juan Pablo's season. And Claire pretended that she was pregnant when she got out of the limo. Yeah. Why? Worst decision ever. And plus, how are we supposed to remember that? It was 17 years ago. We don't remember yeah. what Claire did then. So yeah. that that could have been funny, and it, and it wasn't. But I'm glad yeah. he didn't stay pregnant the whole night like straight jacket guy. He was um he was kind of a chucklehead, you know, like fun, love, easygoing type of, you know, jokey, yeah. jokey guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he I like his personality, but he's not very um, – he's not very um, – smooth, I guess. Would True. Be. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that like, 
girls really like just because he's like a personality. They don't, he's not really super good looking or anything. He just seems like a nice guy and nice guys in the house will get smashed. Agreed. Agreed. He'll do, he'll do well later on. Everybody will like him because again, his personality, he will endear himself to everyone, but she's not going to pick him. I have to tell you when Jason first stepped out of the limo, I wasn't really impressed with him, but as I've gotten to know him, He's very nice. I really am comfortable being around him. That's the kind of thing we're going to hear. <laughs> yeah. And she, he'll be the one who's like, are you okay? Tell me what's going on. And she'll cry to him. And <laughs> oh, she'll by the say... way, she was in tears. Like, <laughs> a lot. That was a little, yeah. I mean, I think maybe they need to dial down whatever medication she's on because mm. she's highly emotional. See, um, I was saying they need to up the medication. She was, <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she, was, she was on the edge the entire night. Lots of adrenaline, lots of emotion. Lots. Maybe we can ask uh, Dr. Origami what the proper very true dosages. Yes, yeah. and and more than one person said, a handful of people said, "This is the first time I've hugged anybody." I know. <laughs> I was, thought, yeah, That's so true. Weird. That's so so true. Um, so that, those were the guys who had. Oh, there's the one guy, um, uh, Demar. I think his name was. He showed up in a parachute. And Easy's like, surely he didn't skydive in, did he? (laughs) And I hope that guy told him that he did. He did not. He just walked up with a parachute dragging behind him and said something like, I've already fallen for you, Mm -hmm. which, okay. But he didn't drag his parachute around all that long either. I don't know what the straight jacket guy deal was, but that was Exactly. But you know, you, you didn't bring up who I thought had a good entrance. Who? Ben, the army ranger. Do you? I don't know why he bothers me so much. What did he do? I forget. I, I just remember him being pleasant. Oh, normal. That, okay. I, I yeah. Remember, but you know, he didn't do anything hokey or anything. But I thought he was pleasant. And then um, the 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 Blake with the stupid beard. Oh, um, he's not stupid. It's great. He's dorky. He's Very wonderful. Dorky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, but but those are the two that I the other two I remember. And then. I felt like Brendan, the commercial roofer, was about to cry every time they put the camera on. He's a sensitive soul. Remember? Oh, Where was his turtleneck, though, is my question. That's his signature look. And again, no signature look um, from the guy who claims he was very proud of his bow tie, though. Lindsay, what is your signature look? Uh, Currently, it is makeup less and pants with an elastic waistband. You're like Madonna. That's going to change like next uh-huh, week. Uh-huh. It will. My signature look during COVID uh, is is a pair of shorts. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I bought the, the, and I, the question to you is, does this make me old? <laughs> I went out and bought my very first pair of slip-on tennis shoes. Yes, that uh, makes you old. Don't do it. Are you kidding me right I'm now? I'm wearing one of those jumpsuit things that the no. like old guys wear. Um, but but yeah, so I wear shorts and, and my, my comfy slip-on tennis shoes every with day. With yeah, I wear socks. Okay. I don't. I don't like. I've never liked to go sockless. Now, when what, I was growing what, up, what slip-ons are we talking about? What 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 shoe brand a, offers? A, a, they're Adidas. Okay. Adidas, and they're, they're like slip-on. And do I they can't, look like they have? They, do they look like they have shoestrings? But you just really don't have to tie them up, or is it no, literally no, no, a just, slip-on? It says Adidas across the top of. I'm gonna the, need you to send me a picture of those. I will. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm nervous about this. Are they black? They're black oh, with, a, with a white sole, and I can't run in them because they're kind of flimsy, but they're very comfortable. Okay. I find them very. I find, I find them, it's, it's almost like um, it's like a it's like a hug. It's like them a on. it's like a yeah. 
Belgian loafer, if you will, just <laughs> hugging the foot close. Maybe walking. these are Belgian tennis shoes. Maybe I'm very play. nervous about these tennis shoes. Did you go to an Adidas store? No, I went to, I believe I got these at either Dick's Sporting Goods or uh, Academy because I, you know what, it was Academy because I go there to purchase my um, firearm ammunition and uh, I was in multiple purchase day. Such a Texas thing to say. Yeah. Uh, are, when you're wearing these slip-on black Adidas shoes, please tell me you're wearing black socks with them. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, no, I wear those like low sock things. But like are they white? No, they're, they're black. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's better. That's better. I wear our copper fit knee socks. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me really old, by the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Fine. I'll allow it. This right. sounds... I'll send you a picture. They're not as bad as they sound. All right. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Let's talk about... Oh, 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 I almost forgot. AJ is the guy that held her hands so hard that her rings cut into her fingers. Yeah. She was what injured. Was that? What that? What, can you recall any time that a bachelorette has been injured on the driveway? No, yeah. not at all. Now, some have been pushed down the stairs and ambulances called and Allegedly. fainting in, in bathrooms, but never, Allegedly. never. Yeah. Oh, and what's that one girl who got hyperthermia from Sean Lowe's season? The the girl who you can't steal her sparkle. Yep, she almost died. All right, let's Rose talk. And the one they left in the ice house risks uh, <laughs> yeah. hypothermia and frostbite. Too. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let's talk about Tyler C and Yosef drama. Oh, this was gosh. this was. I would I would like your take on this because Tyler C. He's the guy who rolled up into his Clark Griswold station wagon. He said to a group of guys, I know something about Yosef, and I have that card if I want to play it. Then he approaches Yosef and says, hey man, can I talk to you for a sec? And they go off, and Tyler proceeds to say, there is a girl in my hometown who knows somebody who knows somebody, and they said that you've been DMing people during quarantine now Mm. that kind of confused me for a minute but i think i have it so whenever they were supposed to start filming and then they did it and everybody's quarantining at home well obviously they still have their phones and he's upset about that because clearly yosef is not here for the right reasons right and yosef claims i don't know what you're talking about man yeah i have to be here for my daughter i think is what he said or i have to be an example for my daughter that i just left for (laughs) six weeks to be on a TV show. Uh-huh. Um, notwithstanding that, I thought the whole thing was, and, and Tyler is a lawyer for God's sakes. I, know. I mean, you have to know that, you know, the, the, the chain of uh, custody, as we say, is severely broken when it's, you know, hearsay upon hearsay upon hearsay upon hearsay. Um, I thought he actually was going to have evidence of the text. Me too. But apparently not. Um, the accusation was just so vague and unprovable that I thought obviously it was clearly a piece of information fed to him by, you know, his handler, I thought, to uh, create drama. Okay. I, I, I thought it was stupid, um, and it clearly didn't work because he got himself sent home. He did. And my favorite part about the entire exchange was Yosef, he interrupted, oh, my gosh, Riley's time with, 
Claire to say, there's something that I need to tell you that needs to be taken care of. And he pulls her over and says, hey, this Tyler C guy is trying to sabotage my reputation. And she goes, one second. (laughs) And she goes and gets Tyler C. And I thought, how many times have we yelled that to the TV? Put them together in the same room and have them hash it out or whatever you want to do. So she made Tyler say his. And she said to Yosef, did you do that? And he I would like to point out, never answered the question. And then she says, okay, well, I'm going to go and let y'all figure this out. I've got some things to think about, and this is sad because I I don't need to be doing this. I need to be talking to other people. And she leaves them. But then why would she keep Yosef? Because he did get a rose. Because he's better looking than Tyler, and he's taller. The moon pies, I bet. Right. Well, and then here's here's my question to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess you, you shouldn't be, quote, on the hunt when you're, you know, quarantining to be on the bachelorette but what's the proper etiquette i mean is there is there some sort of celibacy requirement for a certain time frame before you go on the bachelorette now it's not like this guy just got divorced and he's dming his ex-wife or something um well our friend amy said the exact same thing she kept saying it was during quarantine he doesn't even know claire yet that's it's right. during quarantine. What's the problem? Who cares? Why does it matter if he's DMing somebody? And I'm and I think that's I think that's fine too. I just don't know why if you're gonna if you're gonna send one home, I think you send them both home. The uh, passive aggressive dig of calling um, Tyler Minnie McConaughey was hysterical because <laughs> so we we're all thinking it. We're thinking this guy talks like. That was so Matthew good. It was so good. And, uh, it was it was apropos, but that was that was a solid. Um, jab. Yes, it was. Now let's talk about the the person who did break the rules. And this... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Just to be clear, uh-huh. I thought there were no rules. There are no rules. No, they're but not. Apparently there are. But there are. But they're by not. Definition, you can't break a rule that doesn't exist. Yeah. Claire doesn't have rules, but the boys do. No. Okay. Is what I'm so, assuming. Is what I'm assuming. Let, yeah. Let's discuss the breaking of the rules. Go ahead. So Blake... Moynez, not to be com- not to be confused with Blake Hybrid Paste. Blake, Blake Moynez is the one with the beard, and he is the outdoorsy wildlife guy. And you said you would have loved that job. He seems kind of fun, normal, jovial guy. Well, he meets her. I don't think he does anything weird in in his initial meeting, and then later on inside when they're together. He remains silent during an entire conversation where Claire says, I wanted to tell you that you were the only person who messaged me during quarantine. And then she followed that up with, you broke a rule. You're not supposed to message me during quarantine. And he looks like he's about to die because he assumes she's about to kick him off for breaking the rules. And then she gets all quivery and teary and says it meant everything to me and starts crying. Do you get the impression that she's an emotional wreck? I do. That's what I'm saying. Everything's right there on the surface. And it's a, and it's a bunch of adrenaline and COVID fatigue and look at what I'm doing. And my mom's in memory care and I don't know what I'm doing. And I really want love. And I'm so freaking tired because it's four o'clock in the morning. It's all of that. But Blake's reaction to that, 
again, he barely said anything other than, okay, thanks. And then they make out a little bit, which was nice. He's got to shave the beard. And I then, can't get past I bet the he beard. will. I bet he will. But he's a mountain man and it gets cold. And so you need the beard to keep your face warm. It's not cold in Palm Springs in August or whenever they film this. It is oh. where he lives, though. He can't get rid of the beard. That's right, his fair, signature fair style. And that, that's his, that's his turtleneck. That's his turtleneck, if you will. And then uh, he's giddy afterwards. He just thinks that is the the funniest, sweetest thing. And he said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe. And so I think Blake is going to fall hard and mm-hmm. is going to be one who is very, very upset when Claire chooses Dale. Now, I would like to talk about Dale. That's how I want to end this. Let's end it with Dale. You have thoughts on his limo exit um, at the very beginning. What did you think? How did he handle his initial we're winking right now, meeting with Claire. Well, I thought he did well. I thought he was very, you know, it was very innocuous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came out and he said, you know, hi, I'm Dale. And she just, um, yeah, she got hit like a ton of bricks. She did. Um, you know what I think she, it was? He what? lifted her up during that hug. Yeah. She felt the pecs. Um, and, and every uh, girl feels light as a feather when they're lifted or dipped. Oh, really? They do. Yes. Uh, didn't realize that. I'll have well, to go miss some guys in the kitchen. I'm going to go over and lift her up real quick and see how, how that goes over. Do it um, and report back. Lindsay, go right now. Lindsay says you feel light as a feather. Um, anyway, so. Go do um, it right now. <laughs> all right. Hold on. I'm going to go. Okay. okay right, what did she say? Back. Didn't go over well. <laughs> he said. Um, <laughs> Get off. What are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm lifting you up. And she goes, why? And I said, because you're light as a feather. <laughs> and it, I just got to look like I'm putting things away. Leave me alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. I appreciate that. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go apologize. You're going to have to go dipper now and see you know, if that My helps. wife just feels like I assaulted her for some reason um, based on your advice. Um, all right. Um, back to Dale, um, I thought I was incredibly shocked because I thought the thing would develop, right? You know, mm-hmm. everything we heard, I thought she would say, hmm, he's, you know, a tall drink of water or, or you know, oh, he, I'd like to know him. But she says, I think I just met my husband. She says, I knew it, mm-hmm. right? And then, which referred earlier to a line where she said, I'm just going to know my husband right away. Yes. And I thought, well, then why go on the show you know, maybe just show up at one of those bachelor events. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Speed dating. Right. And and then, then she says, I, I pretty sure I just met my husband or I think I just met my husband. And, um, you know, Harrison jerks out of his, uh, <laughs> throne, um, <laughs> and says, uh, did I just hear that? And he comes out and he says, um, excuse me, I uh, just was, was wondering if you said you just met your husband. And the, be- the best line ever, because Harrison is grinning like, oh, man, this is, this is what we're going to do. Then he it. goes, let's her talk for a second. And she, she attempts to explain it, and she doubles down on it. Yeah, I just met my husband. And he says, we know we got more limos coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> Hang in there, Claire. Yeah. I mean, Going to need like, you to uh, focus for about 12 more hours. Right. Well, <laughs> exactly. 
let's just uh, <laughs> let's just hope Dale doesn't sleep with any producer at her oh cocktail party. Oh my gosh! Here's um, here's the other thing though. Later on, when she she finds him, because spoiler alert, duh, he gets the first impression rose. Obviously, yeah. I mean she's clearly smitten. I mean, she I, is. I think it's real, but he seemed just as surprised at at it than, as everyone else. I don't think he expected that at all. That's true. So, the last thing I want to talk to you about, I think, is the most important part of the entire night, and I need your honest opinion. What was wrong with Chris Harrison's hair? You know, I was, wasn't was going to say it because I knew you would be mad at me for it. I know. Um, maybe, look, presumably um, there's hair and makeup, and, and somebody around there has a pair of scissors. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, not, there's no prohibition on Chris Harrison's haircuts over COVID. I know that a lot of us um, you know, are know. Um, taking matters into our own hands. Uh, I myself um, um, have been giving myself haircut for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've, I've done what I've called the COVID cut. You just buzz uh, it. Essentially just buzz it all off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's where, here's where I, I pause is that it was very dark, very, very just for men hair dyed dark. He's, he's single now technically and he's involved with a, a younger woman. Why was the part so far on the side of his head? I agree. It looked terrible, but um, do you think maybe um, he was given some hybrid paste? Yes. <laughs> he just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, maybe that maybe the hybrid the the men's grooming specialist <laughs> sold him a bag of goods, and um, that guy's going to be. Did the men's grooming specialist get a rose? Yes. Oh. Well, and look, uh, I'm, it's unfortunate that um, I wasn't. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not young enough to it, probably start using hybrid paste, which sounds mm-hmm. like an excellent, uh, mm-hmm. excellent mm-hmm. transition from mousse to gel. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking Hey, thank y'all for listening. We are so glad to be back recapping the show that started it all. And I'm just as thrilled that my website kind of halfway crapped out yesterday. Thanks to all the traffic. I absolutely love that y'all like to read the recaps over there at I Hate Green Beans. I have left a link in the show notes so you can go read all about episode one. Keep clicking over there. Love it. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold, or there are also links in the show notes too. One last thing you'll find there is a link to our Bachelor Bracket, sponsored by last night's game. Make sure to check it out and play along with us this season. Y'all stay safe, have courage, be kind, get out there and vote. Until we're together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Hiding in a hiding place where no